The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into SWBC Studio. While you're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, listen, this is my first time hosting this show, but I'm going to have a lot of fun with it today. Nicole Hutchison here with Aisha Morrison, Christy Scales. Excited to be here with you guys. Uh, now, of course, Christy, we've got to start with uh, you. We lost, Cowboys Nation really lost um, a, a all-fan favorite, Walt Garrison. Um, you got to cover him um, in your time here. Just talk a little about how special he was and yeah. how much he's been under one, one of the all-time great quotes and one of the all-time, as you say, Nicole, fan favorites for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, his time, a, a real-life cowboy on and off the field. So a Denton native who uh, grew up locally here in uh, Louisville High School and starred there. But he was a real-life cowboy, rodeo cowboy, like a champion steer wrestler did roping and stuff like that uh, and then in for football an all-time cowboy after starring at Oklahoma State he was uh, drafted in the fifth round by the Cowboys in 1966 and played um, nine years with the Cowboys but uh, still in the top 10 all-time rushing for the team um, moved from running back to to fullback uh, was a kick returner but it's the all-time quotes and he he's such a favorite that if you take the even if you don't remember him playing because it's been you know over 40 years since he since he uh hung up his cleats but you take a tour of the star and there's two different spots where you see him and one is outside the scouting department there's a list of uh, some of the players who had either been drafted or signed as as free agents and it's their original bonus money so, for example, Tony Romo was an undrafted guy. His bonus was $10,000, okay? What do you think Walt Garrison's bonus would have been in the mid-1960s as a fifth-round draft pick? I think it would be, what, a few thousand dollars? Yeah, like or 2000 2000 or 3000 We'll never know because when I say that Walt Garrison was a real-life cowboy, he was a real-life cowboy, and his bonus— from the Dallas Cowboys, he asked for and received a horse trailer so that he could take his a horse, horse trailer. A horse trailer. That literally a like, horse trailer whoa. that he would that he would pull, you know, take his horses. Yeah. Yeah. Lived in Louisville. He would rodeo. And <laughs> and then the other spot where, where you'll see it's uh, he was so hilarious, so many great quotes, especially about Tom Landry, who was always so stern and serious. And it's like, uh, <laughs> Walt, how, uh, you ever seen Tom Landry smile? Well, no, but I've only been here seven years so far. But anyway, in the um, atrium here at the Star, where we have the beautiful overhead lights, and all of our Ring of Honor members are there. Uh, it's in the in the floor. It'll be their names and their years, and if they're in the Hall of Fame. And there are some really hilarious quotes down there as well and one is Walt Garrison and he was talking about Tom Landry and he says Tom Landry was such a perfectionist if he were married to Raquel Welch he would expect her to cook so he was just um 
he'll, he'll be missed. Um, 79 years old at his passing, but a, a life well lived. And my first football memory as a little kid was actually Walt Garrison, number 32 for the Cowboys, wearing the white with the blue star on his helmet. And I always see him, and he's being tackled by number 55 for Washington, uh, all-pro linebacker named Chris Hanberger, H-A-N. As a little kid, I thought it was Hamburger. Mm -hmm. So that's what I remember. Walt Garrison taking the handoff from Roger Starr back, remember, I was a little kid, and then getting tackled by somebody named Hamburger. Wow. But, um, yeah, he's uh, – I know that uh, Cowboys Nation, it's a little darker today when yeah. you lose an all-time great like Walt Garrison, but it really was a life well lived. Wow, wow, wow. Sounds like an amazing character that he had. For uh, sure. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, and then he also – real-life cowboy. I remember his old Skull commercials, you know, he would do <laughs> for the uh, snuff. Uh, skull, you know, just a pinch between your cheek and gum gives you real tobacco pleasure. We'd walk around school and say that. We, You know, not pick PC and anymore tobacco but yeah but yeah he was he was well known um not just because of his uh, pro bowl level play at fullback and running back but just because of his oversized personality definitely gonna be missed especially for cowboys nation uh but let's let's get into some cowboys talk now guys mm -hmm. how, first off i gotta ask y'all how are y'all feeling now that you know practice has gotten back uh the guys are back on the field earlier today how do you feel the atmosphere was um you know, today, Aisha, you were I thought there. it was, I mean, I thought the guys seemed like they were in pretty good spirits. They yeah. really, you know, you hear guys talk about turning the page and moving on, but it really felt like that's really what they're doing and that, that they're really trying to just look forward to the next game. doesn't feel like they're sitting on the loss the way that I think some people would expect them to. It seems like they really are just trying to get this win before the bye because, baby, Gonna get going to, into get the bye with the loss hurts yeah. a lot more than just having to sit on it. So see how they respond. Yeah, certainly yeah. some transactions. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. with the practice yeah. reports, there were some. Yeah. Uh, even though they have the extra day this mm -hmm. week and used yesterday kind of to make corrections from last week, there were still a lot of players yeah. that uh, the veterans that still got another additional day of veteran rest. Yeah, uh, you had a lot of guys. Let's just talk about the transactions um, at tight end. Uh, of course, Peyton Handershot is not going to be. Uh, playing he's still on IR but Sean McEwen uh, activated to the 53-man roster what do you guys think about that well you know it's going to be at least uh, four games that Hendershot will have to miss when you go on IR and he's already missed two mm. so it's disappointing because um, you know Hendershot is a guy we had talked about it in the offseason even mm -hmm. coming in about some of the cool ways they might be able to utilize him in the passing game or send him on some seam routes that he's a he could be a real downfield threat and now missing two games and then at least the next four obviously that that ankle injury they didn't see that it was coming around as quickly as as they like but McCune is is one of these real glue guys uh, for this team and has been one of those um, he's also really great on special teams and so that'll that'll help with the void that we're having on teams yeah I think it's uh with Sean McEwen he's he's steady I always Absolutely. describe him as steady yeah. is that he's he's accountable he's going to be there and uh, I, I call him chippy because he he also is a guy that's physical when you need him to be as well so him getting the opportunity to get back on the field obviously you know yeah. you wish Peyton Hendershot would have uh you know inserted himself a little bit more into this offense but um this is just how things go and you got a guy to 
come in and, and do the job at a, at a pretty high level as well. So it's it's kind of a blessing because that's not how things typically work out. Yeah, I was told that <laughs> as um, far as McEwen being able to come up. So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because no, he would be a guy that's a 53 man roster. It's mm -hmm. just that mm -hmm. when uh, the when they decided to go ahead and have Hunter Lipke on the 53 man, that's pretty much what what cost uh, McEwen his spot on the 53 man. But yeah. he had been uh, called up the previous two weeks with Hendershot on the injured. Um, list and not on injured reserve yet but yeah. missing the last two games and so you're only allowed three elevations off the practice squad and he mm -hmm. was nearing that so no surprise that they would go ahead and put him on the 53-man roster it's just disappointing that with it's due to the Hendershot ankle injury yeah. yeah I mean you guys we've seen a little bit of what Sean can do I think last season just what do you guys feel like he can add to that tight end room I mean, he's just a steady blocker. He's, yeah. he's one of the guys that does that well. You don't really see him in a whole bunch of receiving situations, mm -hmm. but I do think he can make catches when he needs to. Oh, yeah. He has. Yeah. But he really is just a steady, very steady blocker. He's active, and he, like I said before, he brings that physicality that you want from the tight end position. And he's, he's also versatile as far as where he can go on the line blocking as well, and I think that has value. Christy brought yeah. up the special teams, yeah. which is important, important. too. And he's the veteran leader yeah. of that room, which sounds kind of – like what I thought he was on the practice squad and just getting signed it's like still that yeah. is a very young room McCune has the most uh, experience and mm -hmm. and any of those guys whether it's Jake or Peyton or Luke would tell you that that they ha have relied on him heavily how yeah. much would you guys like to see out of Jake Ferguson Oh yeah, this yeah. week yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday defensively, just kind of what they do. Um, they run cover two, cover four, so that leaves the middle of the field open. And mm -hmm. so I'm really looking for him to, for them to attack the seams and give him some opportunities to to make some plays. Um, also, too, I mean, the the Chargers as a tackling team, they they're not always sound tacklers so with a gentleman like Jake who has yak ability I think there'll be some opportunities there for him to take advantage of as well so I'm looking I'm looking for him to get going but I'm looking for him to can like consistently be a part of the game plan like it's your tight ends not being involved it just makes it so much easier for defenses to key in on your yeah. wide receivers make them respect your tight ends and start you know assigning someone to your tight ends I think if Jake continues to play well it'll take some pressure off of those receivers who are sometimes getting doubled mm -hmm. triple teamed and it's because they really are just like you're not using your tight ends yeah so we're not going to play them there's no reason I mean so um yeah so that's that's going to be important and then Hunter Lipke I know a lot of people were worried about I was looking for him on the practice report because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people seen his hand being taped up or whatever the case may be but He's not on the injury report, so it must not be nothing serious, so y'all calm down out there. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's wrong with Luke? I'm like, y'all, take a break. <laughs> he's, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, yeah, um, that's important. I think he's going to be important to this game as well. Yeah. Well, this offense, obviously, the talk has been all week getting the ball to C.D. Lamb, getting the ball to the receivers, getting the ball to the playmakers. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually got a chance to talk to C.D. Lamb, and he was in much better spirits uh, than he was, obviously, post-game uh, in that 49ers game. And he was just telling me that, like, he, he, he feels like he'll see a little bit more uh, or get targeted a little bit more this game. Um, and I know Mike McCarthy also talked about, you know, in the press conferences this week that that's the goal. They want to see him get make a lot of more plays. Uh, what do you feel like is needed offensively? I know you mentioned Hunter Lipke, but out of these receivers, both of you guys, what do you feel uh, is needed out of those guys? 
Well, I, I think that uh, if there are matchups and an opponent to get your passing game going, it's mm -hmm. it's the Chargers. They're last in the league in, in pass defense. And uh, we've referenced uh, earlier in the week some of the uh, injury issues that they've had in their secondary and they're, mm -hmm. that they're still dealing with. How bad has it been with the Chargers? They, they basically <laughs> traded J.C. Jackson. They, they shipped him back to uh, New England for like next to nothing, just flip-flopping a couple uh, – uh, rounds uh, with the Patriots and just had to eat that contract. I mean, they are uh, paying a lot of money. They, they did not get um, that investment from uh, J.C. Jackson. And in fact, he's going to count this year. St he's still going to be on the hook. Eleven and a half million dollars. The uh, Chargers are on the hook of, in dead cap this year, and yet they uh, ship him out after just four games. So um, that's how bad it is in the, the secondary. But the fact that it looks like Derwin James mm -hmm. uh, would likely be back after missing a game, he's an all-pro caliber safety, and that, that, that will help them. But still, this is. are you thinking the same thing I am, Aisha, in terms of uh, that's the way to go after the, the Chargers is that injury plague secondary? Yeah, um, I was looking up some numbers on them, trying to get a good look at how much zone and how much man they play mm -hmm. because that was a big wrinkle mm -hmm. that the 49ers threw out there last week is that they typically are a zone team, but they decided to go man against the Cowboys. And, you know, the coaches, that was something that they brought up. This is a copycat league. Just wondering if the Chargers might decide to do that to go man a little bit more. I personally don't think that they got the corners to be trying to play around True. like that. Mm -hmm. However, you just never know if they decide to do that. But um, when I looked into the numbers, they run man 17.4% uh, of the time. They ranks 25th percent overall in the NFL. And they run zone 81.9%, and that's seventh in the, in the league. So Cowboys are going to be going up against another vision defense, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. um, unless they decide to throw some wrinkles of man in there. You mentioned Darren James. He's important to what they do because I believe he has 24 tackles from the safety position. Yeah. He's, he's doing physical. The, yes, he, they use him kind of as a robber. So that means he's he's kind of a cleanup guy. Yeah. So he's down there in the box, similar to kind of how Dono does things. Um, and, yeah, so he's not doing a whole bunch in coverage. He's mostly playing near the line of scrimmage. So him coming back from injury um, and also, too, just kind of how they play defense, they're trying to make you take the short underneath stuff. Yeah. And so you either got to, you know, attack the middle of the field, attack, you know, the deep third of the field. And then maybe that'll open up things for them. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to be able to work the middle of the field intermediate mm -hmm. because you can also take advantage of their linebackers. Their linebackers are kind of like, I would describe them as reactionary. So they're not like reaction, aggressive go downhill. They're kind of waiting for the play a little bit more than what mm -hmm. I think you would like your linebackers to do. So you may have opportunities there, especially in the run game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm their defense is... Their defense is a, it's a defense that, yeah. that plays. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. It's just not. It's such a different animal yeah. than what you just dealt with. Um, with what's yeah, it, it's definitely not the same intensity. Mm -hmm. But their their defensive line is gonna try to get home as well. So. They're gonna try to, but the, it's uh, their rush is not near what the Cowboys faced with the mm -hmm. 49ers yes. and 16 sacks, but six of them came from Khalil oh. Mack going against the Raiders and not taking anything away from Mack, but they were going against a rookie quarterback with mm -hmm. the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell, that, um, let's just say, 
uh, I think some veteran quarterbacks would have gotten rid of the ball mm-hmm. more quickly yeah. or maybe recognized things. So yeah. good for Matt getting those six in the game. And uh, but um, but the, the Chargers just don't have the the same uh, rush that and personnel up front, front seven overall that the 49ers have. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I like what you said there earlier, this is a copycat league. Let's say that the Chargers get out there and play a lot of man. What matchups would you guys say that you guys are most excited to see? I mean, I guess the the obvious easy one is Asante Samuel Jr. against CDE. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's a matchup that would be um, fun for them. I... <laughs> I mean, I think I think you can take advantage of their linebackers um, yeah. in in man, I'm mean, in zone. Let alone man. Yeah, tater absolutely. Tots. Please, oh, yeah. don't do. I wouldn't. Oop, tater tots. Get oh, ready. Here okay. we go. I can't say that. I can't say tater tots. No, we love it. We love it. That's a great twenty five cents. I was just looking at since we were bringing it up. I was just looking at the uh, Chargers um, injury report. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not doing your job. No, for you. you're. <laughs> but, but yeah, Bosa didn't practice. He's dealing with Joey Bosa is dealing with a toe. Mm-hmm. He didn't toe practice and today. Yeah. And so to me. That's a big deal. Oh, because, huge deal. Because Khalil Mack, we talked about it, he's taking the brunt of the double teams yep. and stuff and getting chipped because people really feel like if we can um, contain him, we can pass the ball. If he had Bosa on the other side, I'm sure um, he would be a lot more productive, but it's just so much easier to find him and to, to figure out how to keep him at bay now, right now. So that's a big deal that he's not practicing today to me. Yeah, and matchup-wise, I want to go back. Nicole, you mentioned Jake Ferguson, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yep. there in a couple. Too. Yeah, let's let's get some matchups with Ferguson on some linebackers here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Love it. Love it. Please. Please. Football gods. Please. <laughs> All right, guys. We will be right back here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We'll be talking defense. Stick with us. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into 
SWBC studio. You're watching Girls Talk Boys Talk, listening as well to Girls Talk Boys Talk. I'm Nicole Edgerson, Aisha Morrison, Christy Scales, and the most action-packed motorsports experience in the world returns to Arlington. Head to AT&T Stadium this Saturday, October 14th for Monster Jam. Tickets are available now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Monster Jam. Oh, that never is so been. much fun. It oh, it's great at AT&T Stadium. I ain't never been it really y'all. is. We used to have to wait until February to dirt month to get to that, and we'd have the the bull, um, uh, yeah, the bull riding and uh, the monster trucks, and we'd have the motocross. But past few years, we've gotten it early. So dirt month, yeah. I've never, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, because you have to uh, roll up the uh, football field and yeah. put the uh, dirt out there at AT and T Stadium, and you'd have back to back to back weeks with the uh, dirt events. So yeah. motocross monster trucks and then we would have the uh, pbr yeah and then uh we've also had the american which is great rodeo event since we're on the topic of walt garrison and great all-time great cowboys real cowboys and rodeo ain't pbr a beer <laughs> pbr is awesome i love it is That's it a beer yeah, pbr professional bull riders i mean i know that but ain't you like, thought, oh you're saying like it's like the name of a beer isn't pbr a beer the, it, it, ignore me i'm so sorry y'all it's okay it's okay it's okay. Well, sounds that. good. If it is, let's try it. I feel like when I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, there was a, a beer that was in a can. It was like a P. I think it's PPR. I think it's what's okay. called. I don't I'm know. Sure. Sorry. That's why I thought. I stay away from beer. I can't do the beer, so I don't know. Live a little. Live a little. All right. Well, we have a report. Uh, I'm assuming this is one of the Cowboys. Uh, not Cowboys. Wow. We're the Cowboys reporters. Um, Chargers reporters. He said Daniel Popper. Uh, Justin Herbert said he has not take, yet taken any snaps under center in practice this week. Doesn't expect to do it at any point this week in practice to avoid further injury to fractured finger. But Herbert said that will not preclude Chargers from going under center versus Dallas. Yeah, so we're talking about Justin Herbert back in week four. Remember, the Chargers are coming off their bye week, and it was a good, even though it's early in the season, it was important for them because not only have you had guys like Joey Bosa, who still may not be back, we had guys like Derwin James and things like that, but Justin Herbert uh, suffered a fractured uh, middle finger on his left hand. That's his non throwing hand. So it's like, what's the big deal? He's not throwing with it. But you got to take not only taking snaps under center, but handing off the ball as well. Yeah. So um, he the way that they did it uh, for the second half of that game against the Raiders in week four was they basically had a splint mm-hmm. over the top of it and big bandaging and tape job. But, um, yeah, it's it's no surprise that he wouldn't take practice snaps. Uh, I think that when he came in the game, there was a goal line or a short yarded situation where he was under center once. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the time he was um, uh, in shotgun. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's definitely something to keep your eye on yeah. for, especially with how the Cowboys' defensive line plays. I was looking at looking at the Chargers and how they run um, offense. I know we're going to – sorry, my bad. No, you're, gonna, no, you're, no go for <laughs> it. Yeah, I know we're going to start talking about the defense against them. And it's, it's, it's just fascinating to just see how much, you know, translated for Kellen. Like, mm-hmm. when you look at – Kellen Moore's offense, it's it's perfect for a guy like Justin Herbert who likes to sling the ball around, yeah. who who has the arm to do this and trust his arm. But 
I was just looking at how much they they run and pass out of shotgun or as opposed to pistol and things like that, because you guys know I was fussing yesterday just about how much the Cowboys are doing everything out of shotgun. But, you know, this is you, you live, you learn out here. And so um, started to look into it a little bit more. And it's just interesting how much Kellen is using uh, the pistol. Former, they're running mm-hmm. out of pistol, and what pistol is, um, from how I've learned it, is when you're in the shotgun, you have five yards of depth. The quarterback does, um, and when you're in pistol, because a pistol smaller is shorter than a, a shotgun, then you have three yards of depth, and it just gives you, from my understanding, it is just it, you can still do quick routes out of it. It's quick reads, things like that, but for for you to do pistol, it also helps your running back. Most mm-hmm. running backs like to run out of pistol because it allows them to have a little bit more of a running start because when they're when they're in shotgun, they're standing next mm-hmm. to the quarterback. So I was just – that's a wrinkle that he's added to his offense that, you know, the, the Cowboys didn't do a lot, and they've had success off of it. When they do it, they're running the ball well because they also do have tight ends yeah. that can block. So for the Cowboys' defense, to me, it's also going to be shedding – tackling getting getting these tight ends that they use maybe not so much for receiving threats at this point they use them mostly in blocking you just shed and block and to go make the tackle but that's just an interesting it, it was an interesting watch just to see kellen yeah, it's fun if, since we've been watching kellen all these years it's just to see him evolving and mm-hmm. trying to add new things and trying to fit what his offense does now yeah and um also, having Eckler back is so important Huge. for him, and uh, he had been out to the all-pro running back and just a threat catching the ball as well as running the ball, but he'd been sidelined with the high ankle sprain since week one, and Joshua Kelly has yeah. done a decent job, really has, you know, um, filling in, but to get someone like Eckler back, what I'm interested in, and of course they wouldn't, you know, tell us as the, the visiting team, it's something that I might get from our own sideline just before the game, but will he be on a pitch? count in terms of do uh, do they know that they're going to have to limit uh, his number of plays just as he's working back from the high ankle sprains are serious and so to be able to come back in five weeks is is a you know good yeah. good amount of time but I would think that Eckler might even be on a pitch count he practiced in full today Mm-hmm. From what I saw, he practiced in full yeah, today. Yeah, practiced which... in full, but but it'll be real important tomorrow because with a Monday night game, it, even though today is Thursday, it's really a Wednesday practice. And so, how does he come tomorrow? If he's able to be full practice tomorrow, Friday, which again is really a heavy Thursday practice, then that bodes well for him uh, for for Monday night. So. Mm-hmm. We'll it's just going to be one of those things we, as the visitors, we really won't know until the game kicks off. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this new transaction. The Cowboys yeah, have because, signed. Good segue. <laughs> so the running backs, right? Like, okay, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Cowboys signed Rashawn Evans, a uh, former Tennessee Titans linebacker, to kind of add to that depth um, in that linebacker room. I know we were kind of light on that room with Leighton Vander Esch uh, now missing four to six weeks because of the neck injury. And we actually got a chance to see him at practice and hear from him in the locker room. We've got sound. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Bring me on board. Um, it's definitely an exciting moment for me, and I'm definitely excited about it. How do you fit into what DQ wants? Uh, I think DQ, man, he's a he's an aggressive coach. You know, he uh, yeah, coached at Atlanta, and uh, I guess he 
it was saw some similarities in the way he coaches and play his playing style and the type of players that he likes. So I think it meshed really well for him to be able to come bring me on board. And how long do you think it takes you to get up to speed or what, mm -hmm. what they want? Oh, no, it don't take me too much. Uh, I think at this point right now, I mean, I was training all season really just to, you know, be on a part of somebody's team. And at this point, you know, they, they saw something in me. And now that I had the opportunity to be on the Cowboys, you know, I'm ready whenever they're ready. For those who haven't seen you play, what, what are they going to see? Physicality at the end of the day, you know. Um, you know, I try not to, you know, be too savvy in my words about how I play, but, you know, I think I try to leave it up to, you know, whatever's been shown on TV. So, you know, I can't wait to that opportunity whenever that comes. Have you been watching any of the Cowboys in general, and what have you seen from the defense? Oh, yeah, for many years, many years. Um, you know, it just, it's, it's funny, too, to be able to uh, have an opportunity to be able to play for the Cowboys. My mom and them, they, they love the Cowboys. My family love the Cowboys. So, you know, they're very excited for me to be able to part of, be a part of this organization. How's it like is it for you to, to come in in a situation where you're trying to help the defense get mm -hmm. their get their group back after what happened in San Francisco? Oh, yeah, I, I think still even with the defense situation, I still think they're, they're you know, elite defense. Um, you know, whatever key components that they're missing, whether it's something at linebacker, whether it's something, you know, just intensity, any, anywhere that I can fit in and try to help out, I think that's, you know, that's what I'm here to do. So, um, you know, the defensive coordinator and also the coaches as well, you know, they've emphasized for me to be able to just come in and fit in where I can. And you know, I'm just excited for the opportunity. You're training for this opportunity. What were the last couple of days like before? I mean, it was actually pretty smooth. They, they made it a very easy transition for me. Um, you know, just like I said, being able to come off the couch is, is not normal for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's the thing about being a pro. You just got to be ready at any time. So, you know, as soon as they made the call, I came and got, got my bags, packed my bags, and, you know, made my way up here. Is it going to help that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he, you, good. You can tell he's kind he's of, he's, he's he's excited, but he's also a guy that uh, uh, strikes you as one. It's like uh, doesn't want to do a lot of talking. It's mm -hmm. walk the walk instead of talk the talk. But what a, a great job by Cowboys personnel to be yeah. able to bring in a guy. It's not just the fact that he was a first round pick out of Alabama mm -hmm. by uh, Tennessee. It's it's not just where he was selected, but this is a guy with so much experience. He has sixty seven starts in the league in 76 games so most of those with Tennessee short stint with uh, Atlanta and was on the Eagles practice squad last year so to be able, like earlier in the week the Cowboys brought in a, a rookie linebacker to practice squad out of Syracuse um, uh, Mikhail Smith but to be able to to get a guy uh, like Rashawn Evans with all that experience and and a little bit of knowledge not necessarily the way Dan Quinn is running things now but yeah. but um I, it's a it's a really good move and and it it's going to need to pay off pretty quickly. Here. Yeah, he's a um, he's a good fit. Yeah, he's a good fit and it's crazy. Uh, it was cool hearing him talk about himself. I like when players know who they are and what mm -hmm. they do well. And some of the notes I took from him, he came he came off of a really good year last year with Atlanta, um, especially tackle wise. But he flows to the ball well. Um, I think he sheds blocks pretty well as well, and that's something you're looking for. He's effective as a rusher, too. When people when they did use yeah. him as a rusher, he was effective there. He has a very fast first step. And even in practice today, 
even when he was just running drills, um, they were doing the drill where they're working on their leverage, so they don't want them to get too high, so they go under this thing. I thought it was a trampoline, y'all. It's not a trampoline. But they go under this thing that looks like a trampoline. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Yeah, it's like and a tarp. They turn yes. it flat, yeah. and, and you this thing is to stay low. And they get into their stance, and they just have to stay into their stance as they shuffle and they drive on the ball. And you could just see his initial quickness and his reaction is, is fast. It's fast. And when you talk about being aggressive, I think that's something that um that I, you're you're hoping you know that the rest of like it, it'll it'll be something that also to the other linebackers adapt to because this guy does have experience mm-hmm. and when you talk about a Van Vanderesh he and Rashawn play the same well not no so uh, Damone Clark they play the same similar, position yeah. and so I think that's important I talked to Damone Clark today about it and he was he was like I'm excited he said because he's essential to my growth mm-hmm. he's essential to my career and I'm glad that he even has that mentality to start wanting to connect with Rashawn uh right away and yeah so I I think that his there's times that there's times that he he can overshoot and because he's so aggressive but I would rather that yeah. than for you to be hesitant and toesy as a linebacker you can't be like that you got to go drive on the ball and be decisive and so his knowledge I think is going to help the second level of this defense and yeah it it I think he's a good fit and I think that matters too right absolutely absolutely he's he's been he's had other opportunities at other teams I think he thinks he fits here and you can kind of gather that from his personality Mm -hmm. and stuff so far yeah you you mean fit not only in what he can bring on the field but fit in his character and uh just the community of the locker room Mm -hmm. you mean you mean both ways with yeah i think Mm -hmm. he fits i think he fits schematically kind of what you need him to do but also to his attitude i think Mm -hmm. really suits what you are looking for right now from your linebacker position and so if it's not and i think you mentioned like who if he's gonna play we don't know if he's gonna play this week or how that's gonna work but it's when he does when he is able to play i think it's gonna help you know, if Micah's taking more snaps there, like, it'll help. He'll have the freedom. Him being a rusher, I think, is going to matter. Absolutely. It's going to matter at some point in time because mm-hmm. that gives Dan mm-hmm. Quinn another piece if he needs to when he's mixing maybe snaps with Micah yeah. moving forward. Yeah, and, the, and the, 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 is the quicker he gets up to speed and uh, put into it by Dan Quinn, then the faster Micah can go back to playing defensive ends. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys think there is a chance? We were just, what, four today? With Thursday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four days away. Sorry, my, I got my math a little yeah, bit. That's okay, girl. Um, but no, just four days away from this game against the Chargers. Do you think there's a chance that we could see? Well, you, the other thing is Damone Clark limited in practice with that shoulder injury. Yeah. So so it, it may not be much of a choice. This yeah. may be dictated by um, how everyone is doing. You have to look at the whole unit and not just, you know, hey, this guy up to speed. That's why it when I mentioned him having so much experience, that's why that's so important because you don't want to have to throw um, a rookie out there who's been a week as opposed to a guy who, you know, has so much experience and, and um, just so much of a better option. No, that's a good, that's a good point that it might be something that they just don't, have you, a choice. you ain't got no choice like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but also too, uh, Malik Jefferson is a mm-hmm. guy that possibly yeah. might get oh, some yeah. burn this week if oh, yeah. Rashawn's not For able sure. to go. But if not, too, there's another gentleman that I didn't even realize. I forgot that they had t- kind of moved him into this hybrid position um, with Tyrus Wheat. Tyrus Wheat, yeah. Um, and so that's another gentleman that maybe could be one of those guys. I had to, I, baby, I was. 
I totally forgot that they had started working him at linebacker because coming mm-hmm. out of college, he was a DN. Mm-hmm. So that's another gentleman that I'm going to be kind of taking a look at a little bit more in this next couple of days to see if that's a possibility and if, how they're going to use him if they do decide to use him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to keep this conversation going right after the break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk right here in the SWBC studio. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation, so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are here in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole, studio, Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, and Christy Scales. We've got to keep this conversation going, ladies, about the uh, Cowboys Cardinal, uh, Cowboys Chargers game. And we still got one more read. Head to the Pro Shop at Northeast Mall <laughs> in Arlington, Texas. On Saturday, October 15th, between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Cowboys Collections on tour, see Rare Team Archives customized headwear. Grab a gift with purchase and enter for a chance to win a giveaway. Stay tuned for more tour stops coming throughout the season. I'm getting used to this. There we uh, go. Hosting guys. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, but uh, let's, let's go ahead and get this combo uh, going. I know, Christy, you mentioned that Cowboys are in their Nike color rush. They're yeah. All white. Yeah. Icy. Yeah. Monday night. So it'll be the first time yeah. uh, this year that they've been in anything other than their traditional uh, white uniform with the seafoam <laughs> pants and the silver it. helmet. What What do you guys think of that? Do you, Aisha, do you like the all white color rush? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like it. I know the players like it. They they, they like the change up. They so do. It's it's cool. You you look good. You play good. Let's see what yeah. they got. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be the white helmet. Actually, they've been um, the past couple weeks. They've uh, taken a day at practice and worn the white helmets as opposed to their silver ones. So uh, I think it's a cool look. It's something that the NFL started back in 2015, and it was in collaboration with Nike. And so it started off where it was just going to be four games that year for some Thursday games, and it was something to help promote the Thursday night football on NFL Network. So there were just eight teams that year that uh, did Color Rush, but then with 2016, then all the teams did it, and you saw it more often 
often, um, you know, because throughout the year uh, on Thursday night football. And then I think it was 2019 where, or 2018, it wasn't mandatory anymore that you needed to have a color rush and wear it at least once. But most of the teams still uh, have a color rush and they'll use it as one of their uh, alternate jerseys, basically, separate from the alternate ones that the Cowboys have with the uh, throwbacks, which we'll see Thanksgiving. But um, I, I, th- I think it's a cool look, as long as it's not the Jacksonville. Do you remember the first year they had the Jacksonville Jaguars and it was kind of that goldish yellow awful I have no idea yeah yeah the the best description was on Twitter that it was baby diaper kind of yellowish brown it was just awful but other than that we we like the color rush so this will be um seven times uh the Cowboys uh have worn color rush I think when teams because I went to Howard so like when I when I was there and they played in all white they played their best so let's just hope that that kind of you know yeah Yeah, and last year was the first time that the Cowboys were able to use the white helmets with the color rush and so um like Nicole said it won't just be the white uh tops and bottoms but they'll for the second year in a row they'll get to wear their white helmet with the blue star uh with their color rush so it's going to look really cool at SoFi pretty awesome okay well Cowboys going to be icy on Monday. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, guys, let's uh, keep this conversation going. Um, now, one thing that I noticed and watched on film a little bit for Justin Herbert was that he is he's not as mobile as like a Jalen Hurts, but he is oh, kind he'll of scramble. Mo- yeah, oh, he yeah. will scramble. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw in one play where he kind of like um, face masked one of the defensive ends and kind of shoved him. Stiff-armed. Um, yeah, stiff-armed <laughs> him a little bit. Um, I mean, he can make plays with his legs if he needs to, and that's been something that the Cowboys' defense have really struggled with um, kind of a little bit in this season. So what, what do you guys feel like, I guess, is going to be challenging most about Justin Herbert? Um, I think what's the most challenging about him is that He's a risk taker, too. I mean, he really trusts his arm strength. He has it. So he trusts his arm strength. So a lot of quarterbacks, when they're scrambling, kind of like how you talked about, when they escape the pocket, they can't throw a ball on the dime Mm -hmm. because they don't have the arm strength to marry it with their – because, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, their strength comes from their hips. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from their arms. So when they're on the run – a lot of them can't make accurate passes on the run. This dude can. Mm. And not only is he looking to make passes or make plays, he's looking to make plays downfield. Yeah. And so with him, I think that's what makes it difficult is that you really have to play through the whole whistle with him because he is going to continue to try to make plays downfield. He's an, he's a he's a guy that doesn't give up on plays really. Yeah. And so that's that's a it's a difficult thing to navigate as a defense especially in this league that really takes care of quarterbacks as well is like how do we you know continue to be physical with him or however the case may be I just like his his ability to improvise to me is what makes him great and that's why they're good in the red zone too mm-hmm. because they're fifth in red zone touchdown percentage yeah. and that's because even though that window is small he can scramble and make plays but those receivers work for him they continue to yes. work for him as well and so I think that was that's impressive from him from yeah. their offense I, I think you totally nailed it and, yeah. and the thing is when he's scrambling it's not just to run to get downfield and get some yards he still has his eyes up he trying to hurt and you. there is there <laughs> you have to be sticky in this game if you're a defensive back you have to stay sticky because there is nowhere on this field that he cannot reach with that arm yep. and with the ability to extend the plays out of the pocket oh my gosh it makes it harder you, you you're going to have to cover 
five, six seconds mm-hmm. uh, at some of these plays. So that's why it's important for the Cowboys front seven, particularly the pass rush, keep him in the well. Um, I'm using a Rod Marinelli term from our previous defensive coordinator, but keep him in the well. You cannot take these angles where you're allowing him to escape outside and throw on the run. Mm. Keep him in the well. Also, the pass rush up the middle, I think, is really key. Even though he's a big, tall guy, prototypical passer, so you know, um, He's everything that you want in a quarterback. But whether you're Tom Brady or whether you're, you know, a, a rookie free agent making your first start, what's the one thing that you don't like? Interior in pressure. your face. In your face. No. So I think it's going to be, you know, keep him in the well. Try and get as much pressure as you can right up in his face. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. I was no, yeah, their center, yeah, their yeah. center, um, Will Clapp, he's – we talked about it yesterday. He, he's come in. He's, he's doing what he can. But there are opportunities, obviously, to, to pressure them up the middle this offense really runs through Keenan Allen though man yeah he's a great wide receiver um just a lot of what a lot of what Kellen is doing with with Keelan uh Keenan rather is the same things that he was doing with uh with CD last year just putting him in a slot moving him all around down the field um so if you can figure out how to to contain him it really makes a difference with their offense as well but to we were like we we're just talking about Keenan is he's a veteran so he understands how to find soft spots. He understands how to sit in zones. So, And he plays the scramble drill extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our corners will be tested with the size of these receivers because they have huge tight ends, but their receivers also, too, are pretty big guys in comparison to the mm-hmm. corners. Like this, the, Their offense is so different. Them not having a speed threat, yeah. I believe, will matter because it's not a lot of guys on that offense that are going to run past you besides an Eckler, in my opinion. So I'm looking at how our secondary fares against these guys with all of that size. But I think they can find if they can figure out a way to contain um, Keenan Allen, it really does force the other guys to work for them. And they got some young guys over there. Mike Williams is Mike Williams went down. So then they have um, Quentin Johnson. Yeah, they have Quentin Johnson. He's a great player, but. It's it's a lot of 50-50 contested balls, and so I do think if if the Cowboys secondary can cover well, they will have opportunities to take the ball away. I think we can see mm-hmm. some tip passes. I think we can see those things because he's not afraid to fit the ball into small windows, sometimes even if it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, no, he's I, – I love to watch Justin Herbert. He's fun, and, but he's, and, he and he the other thing, care. You know, he had, he had the off-season shoulder surgery on the, the okay. labrum, you but you, you, can't, you cannot tell, Mm-mm. so – this is this is going to be a fun game to watch, and this is a huge, huge test for this Cowboys defense. It really is. Well, really quickly, guys, who are you guys expecting a big game from in order I'm for the Cowboys Christy, to get this dub on Monday night? Oh man, see that's that that that's that's a, that's a tough one. One offense, one defense. You know what? Let's see how Micah comes back after that okay. disappointment mm. of. Uh, that we, we we talk about the the pressure. I'm I'm real interested to see as we're anticipating that he'll be having to do some of the linebacker snaps as well. So um, defensively, he's he's a guy that I'm gonna, really going to be keying on. <laughs> I would say um, Jake Ferguson. I, I mentioned him yeah. earlier, but their linebackers can be taken advantage of in certain spots, and so I really just think maybe that's not a good way to word it. They can be. Um, 
you can you could take advantage of the matchup with their linebackers. So I'm looking at what he does over the middle of the field and what he can do um, with some scene work and also getting some yak yardage as well. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs to be featured on this offense, and I, I believe that this is a good place to just start and to continue from there. Oh, Who you got, Nicole? Oh. Dak. I mean, he needs to rebound. I, I mean, with honestly, Dak. I mean. Quarterback play was not great last weekend. We already know that. Yeah. Um, and I, I really want to see him trust himself with his and make better decisions. Um, I don't think I saw that. I really haven't seen that because he hasn't been forced to really drive downfield the past couple of games until the 49ers game. So I really want to see what kind of decisions he makes when you are getting aren't getting those short fields and the defense may not. You know, who knows if the defense actually comes to play on Monday. Hopefully they do. Um, but I, I want to see him make better decisions. I want to see him get the ball downfield. Um, I want to see the receivers and, you know, get a lot of guys involved. Um, yeah, so I would I would go with the quarterback play. Yeah, it might be opportunities yeah. for him to use his legs, too, because yeah. this defense does a lot because they're in zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, too, like because they, they play off a lot. Yeah. They're not playing up in your face. And so if things collapse in that pocket, definitely want to see him use his legs and, and take advantage of those opportunities with the soft coverage sometimes that this Chargers defense plays with. Yeah. So, yeah, girl, let him get going. Well, we're going to see you on Monday night. Uh, That'll do it here at Girls Talk, Boys Talk. For Chrissy Scales, Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, we will see you guys next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?